Hi, and welcome to the Journey Church Podcast, streaming live from Queens, New York. We're so excited you joined us today. No matter where in the world you are, we want you to know that you're family. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. Well, hey, Journey family. Wow, I miss you guys, and I hope you're well. Um, If I had known on March 8th that we wouldn't be seeing each other again for quite a while face to face. I probably would have tried to hug each and every one of you on the way out that Sunday. Um, But we've been praying for you. We missed you. Um, We hope your family is healthy and well and um, that you're doing well at home or wherever you are and just know that you're in our thoughts and prayers and we miss you all, especially on Sunday mornings. It's tough to be apart, but it's really neat to be together in this way. Um, So again, I hope you're well and I don't know about you, but in this season there have been many days when I have felt weak in many areas of my life and I'm so thankful that in those moments that God's power is stronger than my weakness and that's today what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, that we're talking about today. One of my favorite uh, verses and all of scripture comes out of second corinthians 12 9 through 10 and this is where um, paul is really pleading with god just to take uh, his thorn in the flesh away and though we don't know specifically what that is that he was praying for we know that it must have been anguish for him because he was pleading with the lord and he asked him repeatedly to take this away and so we see in verses um, 9 and 10 that the Lord says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses in insults in hardships in persecutions in difficulties for when I am weak, then I am strong. And I just love that passage of scripture because I feel like it takes the pressure off me that God doesn't look down from up above and watch me walking around and just thinking what a failure I am. But he's looking at me and he's wanting me to bring my burdens to him so that he can walk with me. He doesn't promise to take our trials, our suffering away, but he does promise to be with us in the midst of everything that we go through. And while we know that our God is capable of miraculous works, that he could change circumstances in a second. We also know that sometimes in his sovereignty, he decides to walk with us rather than take it away. And I think that's something that I just, I want us to get into our hearts this morning is that his power is made perfect in our weakness. And so um, just to share personally from my heart, especially in this season, it's been really difficult working from home, being a mom, Um, keeping up with the housework on making sure everybody's having enough fun on top of all the work that we need to get done every day and there are so many days I feel inadequate and it's difficult and I found myself kind of waking up with anxiety a few mornings and just being like Lord I'm not enough for today I reprimand my kids too much and I'm not fun to be around and maybe sometimes those things are true but I think more than anything in this season God has been teaching me about his grace for me and to have that same grace for myself 
And I recently read this in one of my devotionals, uh, this quote, it says, God allows us to feel the weight of our shortcomings so that we might behold the abundance of his grace. And gosh, if that isn't true, um, I just feel like we need to see our weaknesses more of opportunities to grow in the Lord and to surrender what we have to him. You know, when my kids are struggling with something that I know their little nine-year-old and three-year-old selves just can't handle, I'm not looking at them thinking, you need to get it together, kid. I'm waiting for them to say, hey, mom, I need your help. Can you come here? And I feel that's sometimes how God deals with us in these moments, um, that we just we search for answers everywhere but at the source of our hope and our life and my prayer for you today is that if you're feeling really weak in some area that might be like me sometimes just feeling like you're not enough and kind of going through this cycle of self-condemnation um, and you might be facing issues in the area of temptations or mental health, anxiety, depression, just feeling like you can't pull yourself out of it. And I just hope that you can hear this morning that God is for you, he is with you, and he wants to use your circumstances to show himself all powerful. And just know that today, his grace is sufficient for you. To the mom with endless days at home, you're weary and you're tired to your bones, his grace is sufficient each and every day. And to those, like I said, dealing with anxiety and depression, just know that God might not take it away just like that, but he's walking with you through it. And your life can be a living testimony for the power of God. To those facing physical illness, to those facing any circumstances that bring you to your knees, those facing issues of addiction and temptation, and you just feel like, God, I'm so weak, I can't do it. Just know that his power is all sufficient and his grace is enough for you. You aren't forgotten. You are fully and wholly known and completely loved by a God who promises to be enough whenever we are not. And I just want to leave you with this. Um, this week, there's just been this song going through my head. And I just wanted to sing the simple chorus that most of us probably know. But it just helps shift our mind back to what's important. And it goes like this. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim. In the line of his glory and grace. So let's remind ourselves that his grace is enough for us today and every day. And that his power is made perfect in our weakness. Love you guys. Miss you. Wow, wasn't Danielle awesome? I, I just love what she had to say uh, about the topic, how we find God's power when we feel weak. Well, next up, we have our Journey Kids Director, Monina, sharing with us. And trust me, I already got to see it. It's really great. So tune in, open your Bibles, take notes. It's going to be a great time. Hey, Journey. My name is Monina, and I am the Director of Journey Kids. When I was a little kid, I was one of those uh, girls who uh, looked fragile because I was skinny and short. And in school, uh, our teachers, every time they asked us to... Uh, form a line according to height 
always end up in the front. And when we take our class pictures, I always end up in the front row with the shorter girls. But I never really saw myself as weak. Um, my sister, my brother, and I were all asthmatic. So when we were kids, our mom enrolled us to different activities to exercise our lungs. We had swimming lessons. We had, me and my sister had ballet classes. Um, my mom wanted us to be strong. And that um, attitude carried on when we were growing up. If we wanted to be better in something, we had to really work hard for it. Um, so I studied harder to get higher grades and I practiced ballet more so I can wear those pink point shoes and when I uh, got older in all the in all the jobs that I had I worked harder to make sure that all the projects are completed the tasks are done in excellence uh, it's pretty simple if you want to succeed all you got to do is give it your best but what happens if your best is not enough? Uh, have you ever experienced that in your life? Um, maybe you disciplined yourself uh, to eat the right food, exercise every day, take good care of your body, and then um, just to stay healthy. And then one day, do your doctor diagnosed you with an illness. Um, maybe you uh, tried to be wise and frugal with your money, and you were able to save a lot of money in your savings account. And then one day, you got this unexpected bill and it just wiped out your savings account and then you still and even ended up with a debt maybe you really worked hard for your job to be where you are right now and then one day you just lost your job you got fired or furloughed or maybe you um, invested all your time and your emotions in a relationship and then one day it just ended because your partner found someone else or maybe you just wanted something really bad that and and you know that you did everything in your power to have it but you still failed uh, what happened to me years ago I had a miscarriage it was so sad and depressing but my doctor said uh, don't worry about it because you got pregnant once you could get pregnant again so I was so hopeful but it never happened. It was frustrating, it was so consuming, and it was defeating. Um, I felt like a failure and I felt so weak. But that's not even the worst part of it. I felt useless and I had no purpose in life. Well, looking back, I think that's the saddest part because now that I know that my life is from God and I have been bought with a prize, with the precious blood of Jesus. And for me to think that my life didn't matter back then was just an insult to God. In my weakness, I found God's power. How? Uh, I simply let go and let God. Um, letting go and let God sounds so scary. It is so scary because it, if you don't know who God is, in, in my weakness, I got to know God better by spending a lot of time in His words. Um, I know that God is the creator of heaven and earth and oceans and everything in it. And I know that He created me. And every day, I long to fulfill that, that purpose in order to give back glory to God. And I know that God is love. He loves me so much that He gave His Son, Jesus, so that my sins are forgiven and that I hope I have this hope in me that one day I'll be in heaven with them. I also learned that knowing God 
doesn't end in reading his words. It extends to experiencing all he has in store for me by experiencing his love and his promises through people. That's why I am so blessed to be part of this journey family. Um, through every one of you, I feel God's love. And I'm so privileged and honored to be leading the children's ministry. Looking back, I felt like a failure because I couldn't conceive and raise a child with my husband. And just because I let go and let God use me, um, now me and my husband, Carlos, are raising more children in God's kingdom. And that's winning, of course, now with my power, with God's power. So my prayer for you today is that in your weakness, that you take time to know who God really is by reading his words and by being connected with people in your community. And if you don't have a church that you, can, that you call home, you're very welcome to join our family, Journey Family. And I also leave you with this verse from uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. It uh, says, uh, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So once you know who God really is, you also can let go and let God. Well, thank you everyone. And as the mother of Journey Kids, I would love to say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers around the world. Uh, we love you and God bless. Bye. Can I get a clap for Monina? Oh man, I love her so much. She's such a great friend. Uh, and, and man, what wisdom coming from what she shared with us today. Well, up next, speaking of wisdom, is our pastor, Pastor Mike, who's going to be sharing with us how do we find God's power when we feel weak. Now, before we talk about today's topic, finding God's power for when I feel weak, I got to be honest, I got to make a confession uh, to you guys who are watching here. And it's, uh, I film at our journey office here. And the reason why I film here instead of at home is because right now our apartment is a mess. It's a disaster. Can, can anybody relate? I mean, we're, the, we're we've been quarantined for some time now. We've got two kids. So the best way to describe it is pray for us, right? You know, so for example, our home office, our church office now become home office. Uh, my wife Danielle's had to work and do some work for her. Uh, my son now is doing school, so schoolwork is everywhere, papers are everywhere. And oh yeah, we have a toddler who, uh, who doesn't know any boundaries and just runs everywhere. And so right now, everything is kind of a mess. Uh, in fact, the struggle is real. And, uh, but why I share that? is because sometimes, uh, maybe A, your apartment might be a mess right now too, but B, a lot of times, we feel like our life might be a mess. And maybe that's what you felt like these last two months has been. You know, just kind of being quarantined. You got the kids at home and you're trying to do homeschooling and then you're trying to get your work done too and you're trying to juggle multiple things at once. Uh, maybe for you, finances is just a big mess right now. You've got to let go from your job and Right now, you, you've been waiting forever for unemployment. It hasn't kicked in yet, and you've got rent, and you've got bills to pay, and you're wondering, how am I going to overcome? Or there's the anxiety. There's the fear that is real that we're experiencing right now. Now, the question is, what do we do when we're in the mess? How do we find God's power for our weakest moments? You know, one of the stories I want to share with you, one of my favorite stories, 
is found in Judges chapter 6, the story of a guy named Gideon that God calls and uses in a big way. God calls Gideon to fight and to overcome the Midianites who were living at the promised land at this time. The, the Midianites, they were basically ruling over, controlling over the Israelites for seven years. And the best way to describe Midianites is they were bullies. I mean, they would take the crops, which represented their wealth, and they would just distribute everybody's crops and steal it from the Israelites. Uh, they, would just, they would just basically bulldoze over Israel. And at the time, Israel was supposed to be in the promised land. And so what Israel needed most was a strong and a dominant leader. And that's where God appears and he shows up to Gideon. He says here in verse uh, 11, it says, Then the angel of the Lord came to Gideon, sat down under the oak in Orpha that belonged to Joash the Abyssalite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in the winepress to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Now that seems like no big deal, but when we read a few verses later in verse 15, it says, Gideon replied, How can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. In other words, what Gideon is telling God is you've got the wrong guy. I'm not only the weakest in my family, my family is the weakest in our tribe, which is the weakest in all Israel. Israel needs a strong leader. That's not me. I am not that person. But see, God sees him as a strong warrior. In other words, what does this mean for us? How I see myself and how God sees me sometimes are two completely different things. Let's face it, 80% of the talk that we tell ourselves in our mind is negative. We're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we're not strong enough, we're not able to fulfill God's will, we're a mess up, we're a mistake. But when we look at God's word and what does God's word have to say about us, Psalm 139 says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Ephesians 2 says that we are God's masterpiece, his prized creation. Genesis chapter 2 says that we are created in the image of God. Romans chapter 8, it says that God's love for us crosses any barrier, any boundary. It doesn't matter what mistakes you made, God still loves you. So if God sees us as all of this, then what's holding you back? Oftentimes it's fear. Oftentimes it's doubt. It's anxiety. You are a strong and mighty warrior. You've got to replace the lies of the devil and replace it with God's truth. But the story goes on. Gideon still questions. He says, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened? Where are all these wonders that our ancestors talked about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But the Lord has abandoned us and given us to the hand of Midian. Then it says, the Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength that you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you. You see, many times we want to wait for God to outline the path for us before we go in God's power. But see, God tells us here, go in the strength that you have. In other words, you have everything you need right now to do all that God has called you to do. You don't need something else. You don't need more of something else. You don't need this or you need that. You have everything you need to step out in faith and experience God's power. Too many times we hold ourselves back. So what we see the rest of the story is that Gideon steps out in faith. God continues to reduce things, but 
through that small number, only 300 men, God, through Gideon and those 300 men, overcome the Midianites and enter the promised land. So how do I find God's power when I feel weak? Well, you've got to see yourself as how God sees you, and you've got to go in the strength that you have. See yourself as how God sees you, and go in the strength that you have. Let's take a moment, let's pray. God, we thank you for this reminder, this time where we can learn about finding your power when we feel weak and at our weakest moments. And God, right now, we will, we will just admit that, that we've given in to fear, we've given in to anxiety, we've even given in to the excuses. I'm home, I, I'm in my apartment, I can't do much right now. But God, you see us as a strong and mighty warrior. And you're telling us to, to go with the strength that we have, even what little it might be. And even we're reminded of that promise that when we feel weak, your strength and your grace equips us to finish what you've called us to do. And so God, help us during this season to experience your power in a new and bold way, God, to step out in faith, to accomplish all the things that you've asked us to accomplish. Lord, we ask all these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Well, Journey family, I'm really excited because Pastor Mike, Daniel, and Monina just did such an amazing job. And I now get the chance to also share with you from the Word of God around this idea, how do I find God's power when I feel weak? So go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 18. We're just going to look at this portion of scripture and see how we find God's power when we feel weak. So the first verse in chapter uh, 4 verse 7 says, Now we have this treasure in clay jars, so that this extraordinary power may be from God and not from us. And now I'm going to be honest, that doesn't make a lot of sense. We're going to put treasure, we're going to put power, we're going to put something really important in a clay jar. See, I don't know if you know this, but clay jars are flimsy. They break really easily. They're easy to get into. They're not like a safe place. They're not something you use if you want to keep those things where they belong. I'd use like a safe, you know, maybe even my mattress. You know, I'd use something a little bit more sturdy than a clay jar. A little bit more important than a clay jar. Something that's not so ordinary. You know, I'm trying to guard my stuff. But he says here, they put treasure in clay jars. Why would God put treasure in clay jars? So if, if, if you don't know, those clay jars that he's referring to is us. We are the clay jars. I'm a clay jar. See, I'm easily broken. I'm weak. I'm ordinary. My life has been marked by brokenness, weakness, and if I'm honest, a ton of pain. My parents had me at 16 years old. They were young parents. And I, when I grew up, my life was extremely troubled. I was an angry kid, a mean kid, disrespectful. We fought a lot. There was so much going on in the house. By the time I was 12, my parents split up. And when my father left, I followed after. Not too long after. I came right after him. And then at 13, me and my mom get into a fight. In such a big fight that we don't talk again until I'm 16 years old. Three years. And when I'm 16, the only reason why we talk is because God reveals himself to me. I hear the gospel and I become a Christian. Me and my mom become closer than ever. And it's a beautiful time. But it was short. 
Because five months into being, me being a Christian, my mother passes away at 33 years old. What am I supposed to do? I just turned 17. If that's not weak, I don't know what is. But then things get worse. Not long after that, I fall in love. And for three years in a relationship, I knew I should not have been in. We make bad choice after bad choice, bad choice after bad choice, bad choice after bad choice, and bad choice after bad and worse choice. And so you could imagine, three years in that relationship, I walked away even more broken than when the, my mother passed away. So many little pieces that needed to get put back together. How could this clay jar house treasure? How could in this clay jar be the extraordinary power of God? I couldn't see that. I was way too hurt. I was way too broken. I was way too weak. The passage actually goes on to connect with that a little bit. And in verse 8 it says, We are afflicted in every way, but we're not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. As I read some of that, I'm sure that for some of you, those words connect. Why do we have to go through these things? Why has God allowed us to be so weak and broken? Why am I sick? Why did I lose my loved one? Why did I lose my job? Why did my boyfriend or girlfriend leave me and leave me with a broken heart? Why this pandemic? Why is Pop in the hospital for almost two months? Why all this pain? God, aren't we your children? Aren't we supposed to be protected and kept away from all of this hurt? Why, God? Tell us why. Well, Journey family, I'm happy to share with you that the Word of God does go on to tell us why. So we read in verse 10, we always carry the death of Jesus in our body so that the life of Jesus may also be displayed in our body. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that Jesus' life may also be displayed in our mortal flesh. So then death is at work in us, but life in you. And what the verse is talking about there is that we share in the sufferings of Jesus Christ. That pain that he experienced on that cross, the pain he experienced throughout his life, we share in his suffering. This is part of the Christian life. We cannot get away from it. We live in a broken world and we go through pain. But the difference is that our pain has a purpose in Jesus Christ. See, church, our weakness has a why. It is so that when Jesus' death, right, it says, is carried in our body, when we go through suffering, when we go through pain, it is so that Jesus' life would also be revealed in our body. Because when we see God sustaining us and helping us, he's revealed to us in that way. And others also see God revealed to them as he sustains us. A bunch of people, they, they've told me in my life, man, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you go through this time feeling the way that you, you should be feeling. How do you still believe in Jesus? How do you still believe in God when all of this has been taken from you? But today's Mother's Day, and it's a hard day for me. But I'm powered by the strength of God. His power is in me. In this clay jar that cannot believe it's used to house such treasure, the glory of God is in me. His power is in me. 
And we talked before about what the glory of God means. It just means how he reveals himself. And God has chosen this broken and destroyed vessel to reveal himself to other people. And to me, I can't think of something that's more worthwhile, that's more important. See, we look at the scriptures and we're reminded that we can only move forward, like Pastor Mike said, with the strength that we have. And that strength is only, only found in Jesus Christ. And so as we continue to read the passage, it goes into verse 13 and it says, And since we have the same spirit of faith in keeping with what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. What do they speak? Well, they're referring to the gospel. At my mother's funeral, my pastor, Pastor Chris, I had asked him to share, to tell people to come to God, to come to Christ, to accept the call of Jesus Christ. But he thought, and I'm grateful that he did, that it would be more suitable, that the son that the, my mother prayed for to come to the Lord for so many years would stand before everybody and share with them the gospel, even in the midst of great pain. And in front of my mother's casket, in front of her body, I stood there and I told everyone, this is not who we should be crying for. It is us who tears should be shed for. Because she's now in perfect peace with Jesus Christ, but we remain here in this broken world. And for those of us in the room who don't know Jesus Christ, we won't ever see her again. We won't ever be able to experience that perfect peace. And I shared that with tears in my eyes in front of my mother's body. I shared with people the good news. Why would I do that? Why would they share the good news of Jesus Christ? You see them in the Bible. They're constantly being persecuted. Why all of this pain and weakness that's present? Why on earth would they continue to share the gospel? Well, the passage continues to even explain that. We go into 14, it says, For we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you. Indeed, everything is for your benefit, so that as grace extends through more and more people, it may cause thanksgiving to increase to the glory of God. Well, that's why. Because even in the middle of pain, that purpose, that why to our weakness, is Jesus. And in Jesus Christ, we benefit. We benefit from our pain. We benefit from our suffering. We benefit from our weakness. The very fact that we're even used by God is because we are weak. Is that not beautiful? He uses us so that no one else can boast, so that no one else can take the credit, but so that he can show himself to people. And that is such a beautiful blessing, such a benefit to our lives, to know the God of the universe. There is nothing greater than that. And what's amazing is that that benefit isn't just for us. It extends to others because when we see the grace of God at work in our lives where we know we could do nothing, so do they. And family, this is good news. Paul shows us that in the next few texts, the next few verses. He says, this is probably my favorite part. Therefore, we do not give up. Even though our outer person is being destroyed, our inner person is being renewed day by 
day. For our momentary and light affliction is producing for us an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory. So we do not focus on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Yes, we're clay jars. We're weak. And we need God's help. Daily, we experience pain. But also, daily, our inner person is being transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. The beauty is that this pain is temporary. But what awaits us is eternal. So, Journey family, how do I find God's power when I feel weak? I don't. It finds me. It saves me. It heals me. It changes me. And it gives me hope that these are momentary and light afflictions that will produce for us an incomparable eternal weight of glory. I will be with him in the new heaven and new earth. What awaits me in the future, my hope keeps me. Even when what has hurt me in my present and in my past has tried to destroy me. Journey family, Jesus Christ is our strength. So when we're weak, he strengthens us. And so with that, I want to pray for two types of people who are not watching. You've heard these messages from Pastor Mike, from Daniel, from Monina. And you're like, who is this Jesus you guys are talking about? Who is this guy you say is God? Well, Jesus Christ, he is God. And he came down to earth and he lived a perfect life because we could not live perfect lives. He lives that perfect life and then he dies a death that we should have died. And the reason why he does it is so that he could take on our sins, pay that debt. And three days later, he rises. And as it says in John, so that we who believe in him can pass from death to life. So that's all you need to do. Believe in Jesus. And your pain will have a purpose. I'm sure it will. Your weakness will have a why. But it can only be found in him. Accept the call of Christ today. Pray this prayer with me. We're all going to be praying it with you. And you'll be part of the family of God. Now this prayer is not a magical prayer that gets you entrance. It's just so that we pray together so that you acknowledge and you know what's going on. Right now in this moment. As you're processing so much, I'm sure. So let's pray this together. Father God, we come before you, Jesus. And Jesus, we say we believe in you. We believe that you died. And we believe that three days later you rose again. We believe that you did that for a sinner like me. We believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that you are God. Jesus, you are King. Jesus, you are Lord. We put our trust in you. We ask you to save us. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now there's a second person that I want to pray for. And you know Jesus. He's present in your life. You know he's your strength. And you know that you're weak. But still, you need to be reminded. You want to be refreshed in this moment. Things are tough, especially in the middle of this pandemic. So pray this prayer with me. We're going to pray together and ask God to continue to sustain us and continue to be faithful toward us as he surely will and to help us to see it and help give us opportunities to continue to reveal Jesus Christ 
and our bodies so that other people who see our lives and see what we're going through will have to wonder who is this God that they serve. So God, we come to you and we say, Lord, refresh us. We trust you. We know that you're faithful to sustain us and you have so far and you will continue all the way to the day of your return. But God, we just ask you to give us your strength. Help us to see when you're giving us opportunities to help show you to other people. Help us, God, to be reminded when we forget that we're not alone. That in our weakness, you are made strong. We can go in the strength that we have, which is your strength. God, that we can trust you beyond a shadow of a doubt. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.